to pay attention to what Alan's going to talk to you all about tonight. So, Alan, welcome to the podcast, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for inviting me. Hey, man. Thanks for thanks for agreeing to be on, man. And you know, when when you when you think about when you think about putting, Alan, you know, of course, that's 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 really important. It's an important part of your game. And, and in a few minutes, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna let you talk to us about how important it is. But man, before we get started, man, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in the in the game of golf. Okay. Um, well, so I'm I'm 46 years old. I started playing golf when I was eight. My grandfather was a teaching pro, so I kind of came out the gate with the, you know, I didn't pick up many bad habits right off the start. You know, my grandfather had me out there helping him teach. I would pick up the golf balls in between lessons. I was hitting golf balls whenever there was a golf court, a golf tournament at a golf course. I played in it. I won my first tournament when I was 10. Um, I played in AJGA. There's a there's a inner city youth organization called Hollywood Golf. Selena Johnson, I was in that. Probably like maybe the second or third uh, group of kids to even go through it. And she's still doing it to this day. Wow. I went on from there, played in high school, went to Alabama State on a golf scholarship, went to uh, uh, Warner Southern in Florida on a golf scholarship. Uh, then I tried my, my hand in the mini tour scene in Florida. had a sponsor for like six months and I did that. And then um, came back to Michigan. That's where I'm at now, Detroit, Michigan. Okay. And uh, still play competitively pretty often. My season just pretty much wrapped up a little while ago. And uh, at the end of the season, I made it to the U.S. amateur golf team. So we, it's like six of us. I'm in the, the first flight, which is like scratched to 4.9. And uh, we go to Dubai. This year it's in Dubai and they play against you know, all the other countries. We get a whole bunch of USA stuff. I noticed your golf bag. Oh, yeah. You see it? I think we get a golf bag a lot like that, like a USA staff bag. It's pretty yeah. nice. Nice. So, um, yeah, I've been, I've been submerged in it. Okay, good, good, good. Well, listen, man, you know, you've, you've, um, you've, uh, uh, this, you know, you've invented an incredible product um, called the NeuroPut. And, you know, we, you know, I've been following you uh, for about the last couple of years. And uh, we're getting ready to get John, little John, on the system. Um, but talk to us a little bit about the uh, the system that you have, and you know, talk talk to us about why putting is so is so is a is such a critical part of your game. Okay, I love to. So if you're, <clears throat> you have to like break from the normal tradition of thinking about how you practice golf, because you know. Uh, one thing that a lot of people don't even think about, it's, it's blatantly obvious, but a lot of people don't think about it, that, but it's not really hand-eye coordination because, you know, we don't look at the target anymore. After we line up for it, we're actually looking at the ground. Right. And so, so it's a whole different, you can't practice the normal way that, that you might think that you should. You can't go out there and hit putts or hit tee shots and then think it's going to work on a golf course because you know, it's, you're going to be out there and you're going to feel like detached. So what I, what I realized was that when I look away from the ball, I mean, when I look away from the target, mm-hmm. if I have a blurry image of where my mark was or, you know, what blade of grass, then I'm putting in doubt and, and the confidence isn't, if the confidence isn't there, now your stroke is going to be wavering and now you don't trust the stroke and, 
Next thing you know, like we've all played in scrambles. Right. And you've watched, if you're the anchor guy, so you got to sit there and you watched all three people in front of you miss that putt. You know exactly where your mark is. You know exactly what you got to do. And you missed the putt anyway. It's because you missed your mark. You might, and that's what I'm, that's where the issue is. Like it's just a real un, undeveloped concept of like the whole point of the neuroput is for people, for you to realize the importance of locking in that target in your head vividly in detail, exactly where it is so that you open your eyes back up. You're looking exactly where you thought you were. You know what I mean? Right. And so, so the way I developed the product was, is based on uh, trying to help myself recall where I'm aiming at. Okay. Recall. And then, and not only recall where I'm aiming, but also be able to stroke to that, you know, that point in the middle of the darkness right. at that point. Because that's the challenge. Once you look away from that ball, I mean, once you look away from your target, it's up, it's up to you and your mind to be in sync. And so that's how the, that's how the product developed. Um, so if you're not familiar with it, the way it works is it, it's, it's, you actually, it's kind of like putting a field goal over the cup. Gotcha. So you got like, you know, field goal shaped like that. And that's how the nerve butt works. It's, it's like, kind of like if you were to put two T's in front of the, in front of the cup. Mm-hmm. And then, and now your now your target isn't a cup anymore. Now your target is that gap between the two teams. Gotcha. And that's, and so now when I'm out on the golf course, I'm imagining that field goal everywhere I'm looking. Gotcha. I'm not thinking about, I don't see blades of grass, you know, cause I've practiced enough with that nerve butt. So now like, it's almost like having crosshairs, you know, when you look in a rifle, right. it's almost like having crosshairs wherever I look. Cause that's the other thing. Once you look, if you're looking at a blade of grass and once you look away, I mean, that's a blade of grass. You know what I mean? Like, that's not very tangible. Right. It's just, you know what I mean? It can just get lost in the mix, especially when you play in the country club and those things look like they're just painted over with paint. You know, there's, it's hard to find anything to, you know, to aim at. Yeah. So, and then, like I said, so then you got the, you got the field goals and then I, I take it a step further and I have three different size uh target yeah bumpers yes they go over the field goals Uh and the bumpers make the field goals fatter and fatter and fatter which makes that space narrower and narrower and narrower to the point where till the point where that space is the width of a golf ball because that's what you need to be you know that's what your target is something that's the width of the golf ball and really i think the product picked up really well and one of the things that i started hearing right off the bat was that uh, golfers started making my, their reviews or their comments to me will be like, yeah, I make way more six footers than I ever did before. Wow. Gotcha. And, and you know, six foot putts. I mean, that's like, Two what, I think it's like a 50, 50 something, 60% chance. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, for, for the average golfer and even for the professional golfer, it's still like in the seventies, it's not that much of a difference. Right. You know, but then you get down to two feet and now we're all making like 99% of them. Why are we missing so many more from further out? Maybe it's because two feet, it's still within our peripheral vision. So that's mm-hmm. hand-eye coordination. Gotcha. Once you get outside of peripheral vision, now it's based on your memory. 
and that's why it's called a neuroplug because it's it, I, it trains you to be able to hold that that target better. Right in the in the mind per se. Exactly. Gotcha. And and so when we talk about put, putting, um, Alan, what percentage of a uh, 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 score? What what percentage is 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 related to putting? Would you say? Oh, so that's going to depend on the golfer, you know, because if you're shooting a hundred, then you know, like it's kind of. But you can look at it this way: if you were to two putt every hole that you played, you're gonna you're gonna have thirty six putts. Correct. And if you if you two if you if you have thirty six putts and you're trying to shoot par, that means you only have 36 more strokes out there for you to par 18 holes. Correct. So simple math would mean that you'd have to get on every single green in two strokes or less yeah. and make the putt. And, and that's not going to happen because you yeah. got to get up. There's going to be situations where you got to get up and down. There's going to be situations where you have to lag the putt. So to answer to answer your question, I would say that you're going to spend close to forty percent of your strokes on the putting green. Wow, and that's and that's and that's all. You know, that's almost half. Say that again. That's and that's almost half. Oh yeah, yeah, that's almost. And that's for so <clears throat> a professional, the tour pro average putting. Uh, yeah, the tour average average golfer is going to have right around 28 29 putts per round gotcha the uh single digit handicap golfer is going to have somewhere between like 30 and 32 33 putts per round and then if you're a 10 plus handicap or right around 10 handicap you're probably going to be like i was saying right around 34 36 putts per round so if you think about what i just said that's really what five strokes difference right between a tour pro to a 10 handicap yeah you know it makes you lose you can make a lot you can make up a lot of ground and you can lose a lot of ground on the putting green gotcha and what are some of the what's some, what are some of your what are some of the drills that you found that that really works with with the newer putt um the best alan um so what i like to do especially when i'm when i'm like giving somebody some instructions or i'm coaching right i like to start them real 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 close to the hole Okay. Like gimme range. Because we all know even gimmies can get funky when the money's on the line or you know <laughs> gotcha. you know what I mean? Yeah, a two foot putt can feel a two foot putt can feel like like the hole's like tiny. Yeah. <laughs> so but it shouldn't. No. You know, it shouldn't. Like a gimme is a gimme, should but that's where I start. Like I, I'm like you, I have this theory. My grandfather had this theory growing up. He was like, if you can't shoot under par from the red tees, you got no business moving back. Wow. I don't care how old you are. I don't care, grown, kid, whatever. Don't go back until you can dominate from the front tees. Makes sense. Same thing with the putting green. If you can't make 10 out of 10 gimme putts, then why are you practicing 10 footers and 15 footers? Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that's where it's as funny as it sounds. I, that's where I start. I start with two and three footers. I want I want you to just nail them. I want you. And then here's the thing. You have to go through your entire free stroke or free shot routine for yeah. every single putt. I don't care if it's a gimme. I don't care if it's a 30, 40 footer. Whatever your routine is, you got to go through it. It needs to be. That's your bread and butter. Right. 
that's your bread and butter. That's going to put you in a place where all the doubt and the yips and all that, that's gone. Gotcha. And so, and that's, that's the thing that I, that I, that I, that I really, if I was going to leave anybody with a gem, it's going to be to when you're practicing putting, go through your entire pre-shot routine, routine for every putt. I don't care how close you are. That's good. And so, and so that's, um, that's, that's really good about, you know, the pre-shot routine. Cause I think, you know, sometimes when you get out of sync, when you get, when you do something different, sometimes that could cause you to miss a putt you know, if you don't go through your, you know, your pre-shot routine. But um, let me ask you this, Alan, how important is lag putting? You, you know, when you, when you think about putting, you know, lag putting is, is good too. If, you know, you may not be within 10, 15 feet of the cup. How important is, is lag putting? I, I think lag, lag putting is one of those things that is like a secret weapon. Gotcha. You know, like you need to have it figured out. You need to have, I've seen people trying to develop lab putting by pacing it off and they figure out how far back the strokes go for this many feet. The bottom line is you have to be able to uh, lag putt with confidence and, 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 a, and a little bit of recklessness. But the biggest thing is uh, you got to watch out for um, – I have to I have to like walk you through it for you to see what I'm about to say. Okay. Okay. So when when the putt is really far away, right, you might not have the same tight stroke that you would from 15 feet. You might be your body might sway. Mm-hmm. You might put a little. You know, you might your stroke might be you know inside you know inside out. Like all kind of stuff can change because you're hitting it further. So if you're going to practice lag putting, the first thing you got to make sure you do is you stay, you keep that same stroke, that same mechanics that you were doing from 10 feet. Gotcha. Because next thing you know, when you're doing this lag putt, mm-hmm. now you're like, you're missing your mark by a foot. You don't know why. You know, and then that's the worst thing you want to do is see your ball roll up perfect distance, eight feet right of the cup. Like probably because you took that backstroke and you, you know, you muscled it out there and you totally got outside of your sink and pushed it, but it's a 50 foot putt. You're not thinking about it, but now you're three putting. But if you, so, so like I said, I'm trying to give gems. I'm saying so that if you're going to practice lag putting, you know, obviously you want to start close and work your way back, 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 you know, with the neuro putt, I have, it's it's a drill that I use with the neuro putt because neuro putt uses rubber bands also. Yeah, talk to us about the drills. Yes. Okay, so what I do with the neuroput is I, I, I find the target, I set the neuroput in the green, I put the rubber bands on the front two posts, which is, you know, what I was saying, like the, um, the field goal. I right. put the rubber band there, mm-hmm. and, and I volley off that rubber band, and I step further and further back, and, I, and instead of worrying about anything else, I just look at that rubber band like it's a backboard, and I just want to make, make my ball contact with it. Right. Take another couple of steps back. Let's make contact with it. If I miss it, that's fine. As long as the ball ends up within, you know, three feet of the cup. Like just imagine the circle around the cup. Right, right. I just go further and further back. My whole point is just to roll it to that rubber band. Roll it to the rubber band. And you know, and you know what's, you know what I'm hearing too, um, Alan, when you talk about hitting it to the rubber band, that helps you from that. Doesn't that help you from leaving putts short as well? 
Yes, exactly. Because if you hit the rubber band, then you obviously had enough pace to get to the cup. Right. You hit the rubber band super hard, and you know you probably would have. But really hitting it super hard isn't going to happen if you start close and you work your way back. Right. Because just as I don't know what it is, but there's like a psychological thing that we all have where we don't want the ball to roll past the cup. Correct. So, so you know, ideally you want to go 18 inches past the cup. That's kind of hard to do when you're 50 feet away. Right. But just to be able to creep up and hit the rubber band is the idea. And just to maintain that same putting setup, the same mechanics that you were doing from five, six feet away, mm -hmm. the same thing. You just want to put a little bit more juice on it when you're further away. And what you're going to find out is – is it lag putting? You're gonna start feeling like you're gonna start seeing your lag putts like damn near going to cup. Oh, excuse me. Right. Almost going to cup. Right. Maybe lipping out, but you're okay with that. Cause as long as you can walk up and tap it in. Right. That's I mean, that's saving par. That's 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 like that's better than hitting a drive down the fairway. You're right. You are so right. Like literally, it's better. Right. So Alan, let me ask you this. We we got a we have a lot of uh junior uh players that are aspiring to go to college, you know, maybe one day getting on the tour, you know, if, if, if you know, knowing what you know now, you know, being a, a, a pretty good golfer, you know, shooting in the 60 several times and, you know, several times a year, you know, you know, knowing what you know now, what, what, what's the, what's the best recommendation that you would give our juniors um, as it relates to putty? Okay. Um, it's actually pretty easy because what I've noticed, and I, we were kind of touching on this before we started mm -hmm. here, I noticed that it's, I, I kind of feel like all really good golfers all follow, they, we all end up going the same, we all end up attacking the same issues in our games at the same points in our games. Right. You know, like, like there's gonna there's gonna come a time when you're gonna start looking for audio books on on controlling your your emotions. Right. There's gonna be a time when you start start worrying more about course management than how far you can hit it. There's gonna be a time when you start you're more impressed with being able to hit a 60 yard shot and a 63 yard shot on the money versus what your score is. You know, when I go out and play golf, if I blow up and I shoot an 80, mm -hmm. I might not be all that mad about it if, you know, if, if I was hitting all my spots, you know, if I, right. if I did what I wanted to do, if I, or if, if I didn't get frustrated, because maybe that's the thing that I was working on is not getting frustrated, you know, a lot. So, okay. So yeah, one of the things I would, I would suggest to, one of the things I would suggest to beginner golfers or to mm -hmm. junior golfers yeah. is to have have the mindset of every time you go out and play, you should have, you, ha you got to have two gears. Got are you it. out here to practice or are you out here to play? Mm. You can't do both. You can't, you know, you can't be joshing with your boys and, and shoot a 73 and think you're going to go play in a golf tournament the next day and shoot the same score when it's, you know, everybody's quiet. Like it's like you're in church. Yeah. yeah. So you have, you know what I mean? So you have mm. to treat, golf when you go out and play you have to make your mind up is today going to be for real or is to get today going to be practice and you can't mix mingle you know you can't be hitting mulligans and all that 
if that makes sense. Right. Then so, yeah. and then the other thing is, uh, and the other thing is make up games that challenge yourself. You know, like make up games that challenge yourself. Like only you know where your weak points are. Right. And you have to isolate those weak points and then look at them like, okay, I have an issue with, uh, let's say I have an issue with, uh, you know, starting out my round with, with a double bogey or something. Right. Okay. Like, let's, you know, I'm one of these people that once I get rolling, I'm doing good. But, man, if I wouldn't have got to start out with that double, I would have shot even part of that. Right, right. So this was the thing. My grandma, this, my coach used to do this for whenever the players on our team would, you know, have a bad first round. He would okay. First goal. He would say, okay, so practice today, AJ. After three holes, you're done. Walk back in. Hmm. I'm like, well, I want to play. You know, like, no, like, I just want to, like, I just want to see you come out firing. Right. Last couple rounds you were playing, you start out, yeah, you got it all together and you picked up, you know, made up for it on the back nine. But mm-hmm. like, I'm tired of seeing you come out the gate with these, you know, these bad drives and, you know, you're all shaky. Like, <laughs> so everybody else got to play 18. I'm walking back in after three. Right. But what it did is it made me realize, like, you know, like it's game on. You as soon as you start, you know, as soon as you walk out on the golf course, you have punched the clock and you're on you're on the job. Right. So and and that was and that was that particular aspect that I had to figure out. And once I figured it out, that you know, that draw I just said, I don't do it anymore. Like I'm good. I come out, it it fixed me for life. Little stuff like that. You have to realize where your weak points are and then figure out a way how to annihilate them. Gotcha. Own them from the jump, right? From the jump. So, so Alan, I noticed um also on the Neuroput, and I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna allow you to kind of tell everybody how to get in touch with you. You know how to how to follow you on social media, how to order your product. Um, but I noticed also with the Neuroput because I, I went to YouTube and I saw some of the videos, so I can make sure that when we start using it, we can use it right. But with the Neuroput, I noticed also you can actually set up like three different bumpers, so like multiple people can practice at the same time. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Which So because it's so basically there's, there's four posts. Okay. And they're all equidistant. So you base you were, you're essentially dividing the cup into four sides or okay. even size. Okay. Just imagine a, you know, an equals equilateral square sitting in the middle of a circle. Mm-hmm. So you have four sides. Now you have, you could have four different players attacking that cup from all four sides. Right. And you take away the rubber bands and now your ball is just going to coast right through to the other side because, you know, there's that, that whole bridge thing. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's hard to explain without, it's hard to explain about how, uh, how it works without showing you one. Right. Right. I just happen to have one. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Here's here's the device. Gotcha. So you would put this directly over the cup. Okay. And when you put your ball down the middle of the cup, it would just essentially roll right down the middle. Through the cup, right. Right. Now the bumpers go over these, mm-hmm. and the bumpers are three different sizes: skinny, medium, and large. And and it just makes that space down the middle smaller and smaller. Okay. So 
just because somebody's coming this way, another golfer can be coming this way. Right. And obviously on this end coming this way, you coming this way, you know, it divides up into four sides. Gotcha. And, and this, this space, even without the bumpers, this space is inside the width of the cup. Okay. So just hitting these at all would have put you in the cup. But one of the things that I noticed when we all go out and practice on the putting green, mm-hmm. you're not really thinking about where your ball went in the cup. You're just happy that it went in the cup. Exactly. It could go on the left-hand side, the right-hand side. Left-hand side. As long as it didn't lip out, you're not really thinking right. twice about it. Right. But the cup is four and a half inches wide. If, you, if you're putting 10 feet and you got a break and putt and you miss your mark by an inch, you're going to miss the cup. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So you mm-hmm. need to be hitting – if you're going to be, if you're not going to buy the neuro putt, it's fine. But when you're out here putting at these putting greens, if you're not making it dead center or, or exactly where you're trying to hit it in that cup, mm-hmm. then you didn't, you're not practicing. Gotcha. Or you're not practicing, you know, for results. Right. Know. Right. That's good. And they say, they say perfect practice makes perfect or something, something along yeah. those lines. Perfect practice makes perfect. Exactly. I mean, it all boils down to muscle memory and all boils down to, for, to you being able to have uh, a putting stroke that you can count on, that you can repeat mm-hmm. and that, and that, uh, and that doesn't change based on how far away you are. What I was addressing earlier about, you yeah. know, if you're further away, are you, are you like putting it like it's a chip, you know? Good, good deal. So, Alan, how can how can everybody catch up with you on social media and um, order your um, product? Okay, so well, it's so it's called Neuraput N E U R A P U T T. And I'm on all the platforms: LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. YouTube. YouTube, even yep, exactly. The yes. website is www.neuraput.com. Okay. And, um, you know, my name is Alan Johnson. I'm, I'm out here, you know, I'm my, my own brand ambassador. It's the, you know, it's kind of like Biggie Smalls. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not only a client, but you know, like, you know, I'm also, <laughs> how does it go? That's <laughs> the player president. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, t- I'm totally, I wouldn't even be pushing it like I am if I haven't seen the results. I, you know, I have friends that shot in the sixties for the first time after using it. Like it's not it's no joke. And, and, you know, and really what I just want to, it's for the black community. I really feel like it's going to do its thing. It's going to, it's going to get there. Yeah. But I really want the black community to know about it first. And I want people to, it's because once you have it, you're going to start fighting better. It's as simple as that. There's, I haven't, I have a 100% money back guarantee. I haven't had anybody ever, ever, not once, ask for the money back. That's good. That's good. And, man, we appreciate you coming out to Juneteenth and, you know, uh, supporting that um, event uh, for, for Texas Southern University. Uh, great demonstration on the greens. And so we, we really appreciate you coming out and doing that. So uh, what I want to do right now, um, Alan, is open up the lines. We got a couple of, of live guests on. And I just wanted to see if anybody had any questions um, as it relates to the NeuroPut um, uh, product or any putting questions that, that they may have. 
All right, any questions? Sean, Chris, any questions? <laughs>